Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benetara Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is called Mom Sanity. How much is enough? How much do you need? Welcome to a conversation about the never-ending quest for peace and balance. I think the question goes two ways. How much is enough sanity? Can busy, exhausted moms of little ones get by on just a little sanity? I'm pretty sure they can. And how much is enough self-care, enough time for what a mom needs and wants? I'm afraid this is a constant struggle. There's never enough self-care to balance out all that a mom gives and does, and yet there are definite limits to what a mom can and will do to take care of herself, especially during the early years when your kids are small and their needs are so great. I can't wait to hear from the moms at the square table. They picked this topic. Today we have Stephanie Gordon and Chelsea Bresnik. Now, let me explain that when Stephanie asked for the topic, she didn't describe it as how much is enough. She said, I think we should talk about how much is too much, as in too much wine, too much vodka, or too much tequila. So I love it, um, and I'm gonna just pass it on to her. Stephanie, how much is enough? How much do you get? And does it, how, how do you do it? Yeah, well, mom's sanity to me changes, um, I would say, minute by minute. (laughs) I don't think it depends daily, weekly, yearly, how much I get or need or want. It's messy. If I can take a moment to go to the bathroom with the door closed, that sometimes works for me during the day. (laughs) That's enough to just rejuvenate you and replenish you if you could get it. If I can get it. We're potty training, so not not right now. I would say when my husband comes home and it's been a really bad day, I do like to have a shot of tequila with him. (laughs) But you have to be careful because you can have more babies that way. Oh, there Um, you go. Good good cautionary note. (laughs) Thank um, you. I, you know, it's, it's just sometimes you don't get any, and that's, you know, when you put your child to bed and... And she hugs you or kisses you, and you didn't need any, you didn't get any sanity. You were just a crazy day, and that's a part of how amazing it is to have these little kids. Wow. I think yeah. you, I think you just described the whole spectrum of day to day parenting and minute by minute parenting. So yeah. um, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Chelsea, and then I'm gonna come back for the. When it when when you get the when you feel the tension or the struggle of um, of of needing more, okay, Chelsea, what does it mean to you? Um, how much is enough? Self care and or sanity. You've been doing um, this a little longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> oh yeah. Tell us how old your children are too. Um, have a five year old daughter, a two and a half year old daughter, 
and he's my son is about 16 months um I guess it's I I feel like I never have enough sanity I go crazy on a daily basis it's hard with the little ones are so close in age and like Stephanie said you could have a horrible horrible day like and at the end of the day when your little one looks at you and says I love you and gives you a hug and a kiss none of that matters anymore do you get that Every night at bedtime, do you get something that makes you feel like... Not every night. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, like, yesterday, we had a crazy day. And I picked up my five-year-old from school, and she was just having an off day, which happens more often than not these days. And I had, I told her that she needed to take some time to herself and go to her room. And she actually, instead of listening to me, she went into the kitchen and sat at the table and drew these pictures for me for Mother's Day that said I was the best mom ever and how much she loved me. And when she came and handed them to me, I was I was very angry, mm-hmm. but it all just, it didn't matter How anymore. did she know that's what she wanted to do? She and- does it all the time. Okay. <laughs> I think she knows that that's my... That'll melt, yeah, melt your stress. Yeah, that's what makes everything kind of go away. And, and do you think she feels a little like, like she wants to be that supportive, helping daughter to take the edge off? Yes, even though most of the time it's because <laughs> it said, is her. But and why do you think she's in that off day? You know, like you said that the off her off days are normal right now. Yeah, um, I think that she feels left out. Because the little ones take more of my attention than sure, she does. Sure, And that's a huge struggle. And that definitely takes away from my sanity. Okay, so, so what happened yesterday is that she felt your stress. You know that she's under stress because of what's going on in your family dynamic. And that happens. I mean, whether it's developmental or whether it's circumstantial, families go through this disequilibrium time. So here she's like wait a minute, like, I need more. And she's finding this fabulous way to reconnect with you that's exactly what you need. Yes. I, I kind of love that. <clears throat> um, and it's a, just a great reminder. She she sounds like she's really intuitive about which, you know, just... she She's very intuitive. You know, she can, she can really make... She can make a huge change in your family just by doing something and by not listening to you. <laughs> The, go be by yourself because yeah. I'm stressed and she finds a way not to. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah she's very... All right, I'm going to come back to... My, my next question is going to be that idea that, idea, idea that you said, like, I, I, you know, like most days it doesn't feel sane or sanity, that parenting is crazy. And I want to ask, like, what... How much, how much, how does sanity and mothering go together? Like, is it even realistic to think it could be organized and manageable and predictable and, and whatever that, what would it mean to be sane? So think about that in terms of like everyday insanity. And I'm going to come back to Stephanie on the, the, like you said, you said exactly the same thing when they say, I love you at bedtime. Um, Do you feel like every day there's something that you can get back? Yes. Okay. I don't necessarily think she does it because I try to look for those. I Mm -hmm. look for those things because those are the things that I need. That's like how I fulfill and know that I can get through things. Another big thing is having friends who have kids. Right, right. Well, so 
but let's go, before I do friends with kids, uh-huh. go to the how you look for that because it's sometimes it's not easy to look for it or to see it. Okay, so how I look for it? Well, <clears throat> I when it's really bad, I don't see it. But then after I I've screamed or mm-hmm. I've <laughs> whatever the case is, I think it's like really not that big of a deal. It mm-hmm. really, no matter what it is, it's not that big of a deal. Whether she peed on the floor, she wrote on my cabinet, whatever. And so I think things stand out to me, like if something major happens or I follow a lot of people and families on Instagram, so I follow different lives and I think to myself, <clears throat> if there's anything bad that's happening to someone else, I try to remember how good things are with me. Yeah. And I know that sounds terrible, but that's sometimes how I get through um get through the bad time you know the tough time so I think you know if I see my daughter spinning and with a tutu dress on it's not necessarily that she's telling me that she loves me it's the moment that I'm like I get to see my child spinning with a tutu dress on right so right right. and spinning and that just that perfect childhood moment of a complete abandon and and being her being present to herself and being happy is is everything if you can stop and pause and catch it Right. I think if you keep yourself somehow tied to something, whether it's friends or whether it's just keeping a reminder somewhere that if you can find something that, um, because you can't always remember to find something, but if you really make it a point to find something, it gets you through. Okay, so let's go to friends. Can I say something really quick before I just spin off of that? I find too, I don't, might not get it from them directly, but I get it sometimes from that, from their interactions. Um, my two younger ones, they're very close and very lovey-dovey with each other, and I could be having the worst day ever, and whatever that means to me. And um, all my two-and-a-half-year-old has to do is go up to my son and give him a hug and say, I love you, and it just brings me back to, like, serenity. And And you're doing a good job. Yeah. And and so let you know maybe I'm not even this clear and maybe everybody else knows this but me. You opened with minute by minute. You all, you just repeated again this idea that I could you know like I could be having the worst day possible. And and is it really that every day is these golden moments and these crazy moments? Like there is is there a, there's never a perfect day, is no. there? No, never. never. I mean, there's always something. There's pee yeah. on the floor or. You know, spilled milk and stuff all over the house. House, everything. Yeah, permanent everything. marker all over bodies. <laughs> permanent <laughs> marker and bodies. Yeah, I mean, so it's this is real. So there, I mean, what would it even mean to be a sane mother? I mean, what is sanity in motherhood? Oh goodness, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think that you can have. I think sanity in motherhood is not having perfection and really, obviously. Not having any really bad, bad, you know what I mean? You don't want any life-altering moments in your life. But if, you know, your kids are healthy and they go to bed at night and everyone's yeah. there and it's, you're, you know, and you have a house over your head and just a roof. It just, so sanity is not any of that external in-control no. stuff. Sanity is just acceptance of, you have to of the mayhem. Lot, you have to let a lot go. You know, you can't be Top worried. Top of your list to let go. Me? Mm-hmm. A clean house. <laughs> <laughs> Does that cause you stress? Yes. I am so OCD about my house, and it drives me nuts between the three kids and the two dogs. I go insane every day. And every day I make the same promise to myself, I'm not going to do this tomorrow. I don't care about the toys. I don't care about the floors. 
And then I wake up. Okay, so so let's tie it into the friend topic. So you've got a good friend sitting here. <laughs> I'm okay. No. <laughs> what I mean, how do you go ahead? How do you help each other? Oh, so I that's that's easy. I think that I, I if you fi- if you have someone that you feel comfortable with and being honest with, I think that. Um, you need that as a mother. You need to not have this. I mean, because you have friends that, you know, things are always great. You know, nothing really. But then you have friends that you can be like, no. Like, things are not good. My daughter is potty training. The other one is putting her hand in the toilet, touching poop. And... And come back, and the other one's off the potty, dragging the poop. I, so, like, you need to be able to have these conversations with them without judgment. And um, they're like, you know, I just did this the other day, or my kid does this too, or my dog ate the poop, or whatever the exactly. case is. To know that <clears throat> just no judgment and comfortable, and to know that someone else maybe isn't doing this, isn't in the same scenario as you, but understands what you're you're feeling right because the last thing you want in the poop dynamic is somebody saying well if you did this yes. you could have avoided all of that or my kids never did that right and the same thing with the neat house it's like you don't need somebody yeah. to say all right chelsea just let it go right i mean you want somebody to go come on come on <laughs> like how much is it bugging you right. that that this is just how it's going to be for a while yeah what were you going to say she said it <laughs> about how um, when you're telling your friends like something occurred that day, whatever, whether it's your one and a half year old playing in the toilet and they come back and they say, oh, well, don't feel bad. This is what happened to me an hour ago. And it just it's nice to have that. So you're not you, like I don't feel alone. Right, right. You know, I'm not the only one that things are happening to out there. And it's nice to have those connections with... Okay, so that's, that's that being alone part of the mother thing is one of the things that just... It's tough. Shakes me, shakes me to the core. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think that there are a lot of moms who feel alone. And I think it's because... <clears throat> two, I think, in my opinion, it's because two things. Whether they haven't opened up to someone, to be honest... Or they have they don't have anyone else that is being honest with them, yeah. because when you when you're a new mom and you join new mom groups, let's say you <clears throat> most of your friends don't have kids or whatever the case is, you're joining, you don't know them. So then it's again that oh we're fantastic. Like yes, my meal is on the table at five o'clock every day, and you know my house is clean, and you know and I have I'm lucky to have friends who have kids around the same age. But I, I also have some friends who do feel a little lonely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's tough. And so it, it's really tough when you don't, when you do feel alone. And I think we even if we have friends, even if we have friends and we have family who loves us and everything, I think we're always going to feel moments of like, am I how am I going to get one? through this? Like, is this just me? Is it just me? Is it just me going through this? Is, just, is this just me doing something wrong? Is that, is it, is it a self-judgment? Is it the... The just trying to be so good for your kids that it you just you can just get sucked into that black hole that says I'll never be good enough. Mm. Is that? I don't know how to explain it. I don't yeah. think there's really words to explain yeah. it. Yeah. I don't. You know, I'm fortunate. I don't 
have a lot of those moments, but when you do, they're they're not good. I mean, they just feel like the world is on top of you. Like, what did I do wrong? And for me, it's I think I get anxiety, and mine usually comes when my kids are sick. It's just what I I can't I try to prevent it, but when I I just feel over when I get extremely overwhelmed with not knowing if my kids are gonna be. Obviously, they're going to be okay, but if they're going to be, you know, okay through the night without temperatures or vomiting or whatever the case is, it falls so deep on me that I just become quiet and no friend, no nothing can help me during that one moment. Yeah, until I breathe through, until I get through through it. Yeah, Yeah. until the morning comes and the kids break through. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea, do you have that feeling of being alone at this? Um, I have my moments, definitely. I think, though, that... I have a good support system with between my friends and my family that I've learned through the last six years or so that I don't have to be alone, that I can, I do have other options. And I try... Example, in case somebody out there doesn't know. For example? <laughs> um, I don't, you, I mean, it was a very profound statement. I don't have to be alone. Well, because I don't. Well, yeah. I guess, so my mom and I, since I had kids, my mom and I have gotten a lot closer. And now that I have the kids, I feel like when I do have those dark moments, my mom had three kids too, very close in age. And when I do have those moments, I know that she has been there too. It. And I can call her and say like, mom, this is what's going on. I need help or what should I do? And she's for the most part, always there for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, it took me a really long time to get to that point where knowing that I didn't have to be alone and that I do have other people that can help me through it. I think that's just a huge takeaway for anybody listening because I think back to episode two, and that was one of the titles we were thinking of for the whole podcast was Alone on a Boat. We want this to make people feel like what Even with, like... Even with my husband, like it's, it took me a while to get there too, but I'm not alone in that either. We have a partnership. We have three kids. And if I'm going through something, he should Don't know. Do and this he alone. can talk. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because when you're the only grown up and the kids are, yeah. you know. <laughs> Although you still feel like the only grown up sometimes. Yes, of course. <laughs> but, yes, go ahead. My, he's my fourth child. Yeah. At least he's drinking but tequila with you. Right. <laughs> At least he's of drinking age. Yes. Sometimes, though. No. Oh, I love it. You, you know what? When you asked for the topic, and especially when you said, um, how much is too much? A story that came to my mind, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I think it kind of fits here. Um, I don't think this is your experience, but um, how do you avoid this experience? And does it sound familiar at all, though? Was one time it was a mom who had a very young child, under six months. And we, you know, it was Mother's Day, and we were asking, like, how do you take care of yourself? And she was like, I don't have an answer to that. She said, I go to the gym. I have hobbies. I have friends. I have a family that loves me. Um, I, I get my nails done, I get my hair done, I'm looking perfect from the outside, probably the big flaw to the whole equation. And she said, and I still don't feel happy. You know, that I, and I think that's part of the, the aloneness is that there's not, nothing is ever enough. And I don't know if some of that is also the, you are just taking care of other people so much that your needs come up short. Does that sound familiar or does that sound like the 
how much it's how much is too much because I I just want more 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 or at least that fantasy of yeah um, luckily I'm I'm very I'm I find I'm not a very detailed person so I am very good at letting things go and not bothering me so I think that that helps me not have you know I'm I having kids for me made me a more confident person I feel like this is what I was supposed to do in life so happily I don't have such you know that that feeling of not being happy because this is the happiest that I awesome. have been yeah. um but it's I think that if you don't let things go and things if your house being clean is going to bother you and you have a kid or two kids or six kids it's just it's going if you don't have someone picking up behind you it's going to bother you. Right, I mean, right. if you don't let these things go, it's it's tough. And right. I don't know how you're supposed to let them go because I feel like sometimes my friends goes, how am I supposed to let that go? I can't let it go. I don't know the answer to that, but I just know if you don't let it go, it's going to bother you. And, and some of that, I mean, I don't, go ahead, Chelsea. No. Oh, some of that I think the how do you let it go, I think it, I don't, some of it is just important to us. And so, you know, if you're that person that it's so important to, mm-hmm. then maybe your kids have to go to bed a half an hour earlier so that you know I don't sleep well unless the dishes are done and the toys are picked up. And yes, you get your husband involved. And, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, and or maybe you bring in a 12 year old mother's helper. You know, you have to need strategies. Go ahead. Yeah, I used to be that way. <laughs> When I had one, and she was scheduled, and this was her bedtime. We never deviated from it. Bedtime after bedtime, my house was clean. The dishes were done. It was like living in the military, but now I have three. Wait, did it feel good to live in the military, or are you happier now letting it go? It was a different time. time. You needed it at the time. With one, it was doable. I mean, with one, I was able to be very... Um, rigid with what I wanted and what I needed. But now that I have three, my needs and wants have completely changed. Love that. And I don't feel that way anymore. I will say my kids do have a bedtime, but I don't put them to bed so that I can clean my house and do my dishes. So you have another to-do list after they go to bed. That would be really stressful. Yeah. Like, they go to bed and they're in bed and I get to relax. So that's pretty awesome. Hopefully. No, that's, I think, a big part to mom's sanity. Yeah. And and that's where I was going to go with this is whatever you can't control, you know, and again, you might try that scenario, but there comes a point where maybe it's not realistic. And and I think what it means is changing your expectations on yourself and on your children, that it's these impossible expectations. Go ahead. I don't necessarily think we put that expectation on us. I think that the world puts those expectations on us. And it really is an individual family expectation. For It happens to be that me and Chelsea agree on putting our bed, their kids to bed early at 7.30, but that doesn't mean that everyone else has to put their bed. You know, right, I think right. that then people feel like they should have it just there's no there's just the world of expectations your kids should go to bed early they should eat healthy they should not watch tv more than 20 minutes they should and i just think that there's so much pressure from the world on us that's expectations okay but who, who in the world i don't know but it's there (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what is it in, in, is it information? Is it, is it 
and I mean, we don't know anybody that's really okay. Got I can it give an all. example. And there's a lot of mom gonna, shaming. Yeah, mom shaming, and where's that coming time. from? Yeah, um, I will. I will Good say one. sometimes when 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 you're in a group of moms in a conversation like TV comes up, and there's someone who feels very strongly about not watching TV, then you go home. You're like, wait. What's going to happen to my, is my kid not going to go to college because she watches too much TV? Right, like, right, right, right. oh my God, you right. know, what is Mickey Mouse doing to her? Like, <laughs> but I don't, it is, it's a, it's, it definitely comes from other moms. It there, has every to. one of them is going to say they don't mean to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, because every one of them, it's that they're feeling it themselves. And so it becomes this defensive thing that gets projected back out. Go ahead. Yes and no. I don't go, know. Go, I feel go, like yeah. there are some moms okay, that know best. Like, they think they know best, and their way is the only way, and there's no other way. And they think that that's where a lot of um, people feel loneliness because they can't connect with other moms when it's all about who's doing what better than the other and whose kids are talking and whose aren't. And it's just... It's very, hard. Yeah, I, and you fall into this very... I have... And I have, I, I feel have like too. there are moments that I've been, I've talked to someone and I feel like, oh my God, I feel like I just told that girl that she should be like what I'm telling her to be yeah. like. And yeah. I, that I'm not anyone to tell her who to, you know, how yeah. to raise her kid. And so I think that it's easy to get caught up in it and to do it as a mom, even though you're talking about this and you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to be the mom who mom shames. Right. right I, it happens. Right. I mean, you're talking to someone and you're like, oh God, I would never let my kid go to bed past eight o'clock. And that's mom shaming. Cause what if that mom lets her go to bed at 10 cause she works or whatever the case is. There's no doubt it's out there. There's no doubt that is why we started this podcast. See me, hear me, love me, not just for the children, but for the parents. And I know after doing this for three decades that it's never been harder to be a parent and especially to be a mom. But I can't really pinpoint where it came from. You know, that, that all of a sudden that, that it's so much information or it's so many images or that media has created so much fear around every decision that you make that every decision feels like it's going to affect your child for life where before the parents were like oh just give them anything for dinner they'll survive i think the media plays a huge part in it information because now i mean they I mean, they overload you. Yes, on I both mean, sides. Of it is, you can't. There's no winning. Every, no. every decision is a fear decision, yep. and both sides carry equal equal fear. If I if if I let them, if I take all technology away, then they they might be peaceful, loving children. But if and but then they're not going to be able to manage the super hyper technology world of 2030. Yeah. You know, it's there's it's a no win battle. No, no, there's no winning. There's no winning. <sighs> okay, so I kind of feel along the line though that we lost respect for each other somewhere because. Yeah, there's all this media and all the information out there, but just because I do something differently than Stephanie does doesn't mean that I shouldn't disrespect her or her decisions. Because what she does works for her, and what I do works for me. And we have our own family units, and we make it work, and it shouldn't matter what she does. It's a funny... I mean, I'm I'm really excited that this has taken this direction because it's like all of a sudden, like now this because it's the it's the no win mom shaming battle that 
the, the normal kids insanity part, that's easy. You know, the, the, the peanut butter goop all over everything and, you know, and, and even poop in the car, you know, like all of those disasters. But the, but the, 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 the exponential horror of, your stra- of, of, of the struggle mm-hmm. is that you, the, the feeling that your peers, your friends, the world of mothers and fathers don't respect each other. And then, and then how do you respect yourself through, through all of this um, judgment, criticism, and, and I think and fear and anxiety because I, I, I do believe even those those shaming moms are doing it because they're trying to be so perfect themselves that the shamed become the shamers mm-hmm. in some crazy spiral. Whoa. Okay, so now we have a new question on the table, and that is the antidote. You know, like you guys are now the definitive answer to how do you rise above that? And take care of yourself through it. Mm, it's tough. It's tough because there's no right. The if you, if you say, okay, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and then you question yourself because whether it's information or moms or whatever the case is, and then it's just a balance of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? I talk about it with friends. I talk about it with my husband, and at the end of the day, I you know I. I choose what I actually need to choose to survive. So, like, for instance, if it is a TV thing, right, if at 4 o'clock I'm done, like, we already went to the pool, we went to the park, we colored, we we took a nap, and I'm just done. Yes, you're going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch TV for an hour, two hours. I don't care if a test came out yesterday that it causes autism or that... You know, Susie only watches it for 20 minutes because she wants her to pass the SATs in the future. Like, and I think that's a really good criteria. Does this work for me here and now today to keep my family as happy as I can keep them and myself as sane as I can keep myself and keep me together with my partner as best yes. I can? I mean, so that you've got all those little pieces and, and just parenting in the moment rather than looking into that big future be- and has for me, my husband telling me that I'm doing a good job or Matters. patting me a bat, and he's not a very emotional or yeah. Yeah. person. But those small moments, I need, and I want, and they they make me feel that one second it makes me get through and just makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. My deal is so every one of us needs to surround ourselves with those people that give that to us. Your 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 husband, your partner, your friends, your parents, you know, your children. I mean, it's just this idea of finding ways to to build that into every day cuz yeah, you need reassurance and validation and you absolutely deserve it. Yeah. Did were you thinking something on her on that vein of I know. I, I don't let you speak. And then it's like, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's okay. also, I think, finding, if you um, forget all of that, I think also finding a, a, I didn't see, finding a hobby or something to that makes you something happy. Something that fills you up. That fulfills you and fills your love tank or whatever it is. You know, is. we talk about filling our kids' buckets. We can't just fill their buckets and right. not fill our own. Yeah, so I think if you can find, for me, it's photography. Yeah. So if I can take a moment and if I get one good picture, I know that sounds crazy. I, I it 
fulfills me and makes me happy. And, and you're spreading joy and, you're, and your children are part of it. Yeah. And everything, I mean, it's like so many things that you've known and loved in your whole, in, in your past non-mom life comes together in that expression. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I feel that if you have something that you can do that incorporates, if you're a stay-at-home mom, your kids or, you know, if you just have that moment that you can find or not to give yourself permission to do it without the kids too it's just harder it's 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 harder I find that it's harder to do something that you because then you're going to rely on someone else or some time off and then that's you should you should have that time but it's a little bit harder if you can't you know if you can find a hobby that you can do or when the kids are napping I guess you could do it also but if you can incorporate some way, it's a little bit easier to find that. And in your case, I just think you're just day. so fortunate because your girls match your love for that photography. Yes, luckily. So <laughs> it does fit really, really well. Um, Did you think of it? Um, <laughs> well, for me, it's not really a hobby. I guess after the kids go to bed, I like to sit outside by myself for nice. like an hour. Nice. I mean, I sit with my phone and not sitting there just meditating, but. <laughs> Or drinking tequila. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, I find that it just unwinds me from my day. And sitting in quietness and just looking up at the sky and the moon, it just helps me, I guess, relax. And be by, to be by myself in absolute quiet is a rare moment. So my question so, is, you had said before you didn't know this when you only had one or two children as clearly as you know it now. Yeah. How did you find what you needed? How did you come to knowing that that hour outside was... Trial and error. It used to be... When I had two, um, the girls were very much scheduled on... They pretty much had the same schedule between nap time, bedtime, and I would read. And I, like, I love to read. And that that worked for me. They would go to bed, and maybe I'd watch an hour of TV, and then I'd read before I went to bed. Um, When Grayson came along... Reading went out the window because I barely slept. So um, we've just been sleeping through the night now for maybe the last three or four months. And now that he's sleeping through the night, the middle one has issues. So I find that the best way for me to just unwind is to sit outside because even if I do get interrupted, it's not like I'm in the middle of a chapter where like, oh. But I think that's what you're bringing tonight that's so essential, and that is you have the the, the, the time in this to know that everything keeps changing. Yeah, you And as soon as you get something right, boom, it yeah. changes, or, or something that feels wrong, boom, that's going to change too. So you definitely have to adapt. It's not, yeah. yeah. Okay. Does it help also that you have an older one? So do you, like, does it help knowing that eventually they'll be, like, I don't know what it's like to have an older one, so I don't know if it gets easier or harder. I'm sure it gets both in both ways. But is it knowing also that eventually you will go, because I know just from talking to you, you love reading. Like, I do. I, I, no, no, you really do, I know. And to not read, I would assume, do you, like, know that in the future you will, like, have that again? Like, yes, and an I feel one? like I get that with my daughter. My oldest reads, and we read together. So I kind of use that as my outlet of getting some reading in, in a way. So you're excited about what you're reading with her. Yeah. That's and nice. she she reads it to me, which is even more exciting for me. Mm. So, but I think that, like, in the future, yeah, I will go back to reading. I don't know. It's, yeah, I no, like, I, yeah. I like it. It's, it's, but look at what she was able to let go of that seems so essential. 
You right. know, and, and I, we're no, there's no doubt the reading is I've more essential to you. <laughs> I used to watch TV from like 7 to midnight, and I don't watch TV at all anymore. No, so you, you started to think of how hard it is to let go, but you are the master of, of necessity of letting go. Yeah, I just feel to. like my days are so hectic and crazy, and yeah. I've got to be here, i got to be there, that by the time I need, 7.30 comes around and I want to sit down and watch a TV show, I can't even concentrate on right, a TV right. show. That's why you gotta watch trashy TV. I wanna put one more thing out before we do our wrap up question. And that is it comes back to what Stephanie was describing about the that thing in your brain that says like, oh, they shouldn't be watching television or they shouldn't be doing this and, and trying to make all those decisions based on all that you're that's being bombarding your head and your heart and your souls. The thing that was going through my mind when you were saying that is how hard is it for you to just trust that it's going to be okay? You know, how hard is it to say, like, you kind of were like, I'm just going to make this decision even if it's wrong because I know it's the right decision for me right here, right now. And what I wanted to say is, but you know what? I know, I've, I've watched your parent for years. I've watched your kids grow this far. And... I know that you're doing it so well and that if you could trust those moments, it might not feel so overwhelming. What do you feel about that relationship that you have in this mom-shaming crazy world about just trusting yourself and trusting your children? Uh, It's hard. I don't know how sometimes to do it because I don't know. I don't know. Never can with trust. Yeah. I mean, trust well, is that little life, bit of... I guess. You just don't know whatever. There's no bad... I don't think there's really bad choices that you can make. I, you know, obviously, if it's, I, I yeah. don't think that... You do the best you can. You just can do the best you can. So I, that's knowing... Just keep remembering, like, this two hours of TV is not a, It's not going to change their life in any bad way. It's not going to change... You know, it's just... We're just going to get through it. Or, But as far as trusting myself and... It's hard. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if I even do it. I think I just do it, and then if the results are good, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think there is that. It's. I trust myself in some decisions when it comes to like with both my. I want my both my girls to be very close, and I tell them every day that I want them to protect each other and that love each other, and so those decisions I'm very sure of myself. Um, but others, like you know. Sending her to school three days or five days or whatever, you know, those decisions you you talk about. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making the right decisions with bigger decisions. Because it just feels like that idea of that mutual respect might tie into if we all had this trust that we're good enough, smart enough. That's very hard. I know. I mean, it's, it's forget as a parent, as an individual, like even without kids, it's very hard to trust yourself and being like, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, I'm right, it's it's very hard. It's all about <laughs> confidence and, I mean, it's, it's very hard. Because I, I, I do think the culture does undermine it every step of the way. Go ahead. Yeah, Jason. I mean, I pretty much doubt myself on every decision I make, but it's, for me, it's been trial and error. You know, what work, we find what works and we stick to it and what doesn't work, we learn from the mistakes and we move on. It's not always an easy fix or move on, but we're not perfect, you know? And the fact that everyone expects us to be perfect is 
Boy, we need that that not perfect shield. (laughs) Okay, let's do our wrap-up. The wrap-up question is always the same, and it's how have you got this? You've got this. Without a doubt in my mind, um, I trust you to be raising the next generation. I'm excited (laughs) that it's in your hands. (laughs) Yeah, but it's going to be fun. So it doesn't have to be like the perfect answer, but how do you have this for today, for right now? Um, Um, I have to say that finding this school and finding your program, like just having a... If this is your first child and you have a little baby, I remember being like, what? I don't even know what to do. I, you know what I mean? I need to get out of the house. I need to find something to do with, you know, and you start Googling all these programs and and finding you and finding other moms. I think just bring them and seeing you bringing happiness to our child. They were like, oh, we didn't know we could do things like that. I think that that, first of all, gets me through things. Well, anyway. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. No, that. I think, again, having friends. Having an open, honest relationship with your partner and your husband, you know, and struggling together and happiness together and things like that. Struggling together. Struggling together is a big one. Looking at, like, what is going on? Like, turn off the music because they are screaming. I don't, (laughs) like, I just don't, like, what is going on? Doesn't look like that in those pictures. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yes, I need to start posting some more realistic ones like that, right? No. Um, But, yeah, so I think that having those moments, drinking tequila and having fun with friends, exploring, never, don't stop. I try not to stop living and exploring this paradise that we live in I think being outdoors and being connected with that helps as well and and that's it so that's really how I get through it and love life and if life sucks try to find something to love (laughs) just love the sucky yes (laughs) Chelsea how have you got this um I don't know I guess I mean my support system is huge for me. Um, I am very lucky that my husband is, for the most part, very helpful. And no matter what's going on throughout my day, I know that I can call him and text him and he drop everything he needs to do or what he's doing and be there for me. Um, and my friends are a huge part of helping me get through my day. I mean, I'm pretty sure I text Stephanie and Rita <laughs> at least 200 times a day. Like, this is what's going on now. This is what's happening now. Because you don't have to be alone. <laughs> I love it. And you pick friends who have I, a fabulous sense of humor. They pretty much know my day-to-day okay. <laughs> shenanigans. But, I mean, yeah, just keeping an open line of communication with others really helps me get through Trying to stay sane with three kids the best I can. She does a really awesome job. You both do. She has three kids, and I mean, she doesn't sweat very often. (laughs) (laughs) Only here. (laughs) She's blushing. Yeah. (laughs) I thank you with my whole heart. I decided before we started that this has to be the Mother's Day episode. So. It's, it's wishing all of you a happy, happy Mother's Day and that every day is Mother's Day and knowing that, you know what, that you really do have this and that you're not alone and that 
You don't have to be sane and you don't have to be perfect and we're done with all that, all that shame and doubt. And no, I guess we can't be. I guess we just have to embrace it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.